and welcome to Lean Into You, a podcast to remind educators the best investment they can make today is in themselves. We are your hosts, Alex Farrell with Child Care Wages Tennessee, and Wesley Mays with the Tennessee Child Care Resource and Referral Network. And in a continuation of our series highlighting our state partners, today we are talking about the Tennessee Child Care Resource and Referral Network, or CCRNR. The field of early childhood education is multifaceted. Whether you're learning about developmentally appropriate practices for infants or how to engage with families, the breadth of knowledge an educator is required to know can be daunting. How do we make sure that those requirements aren't a source of stress for educators? How do we empower educators to take pride in their skill development? How do we ensure Tennessee has an early childhood workforce full of confident educators? Our guest today is Heather Hicks, the Chief Officer of Statewide Initiatives for Signal Centers and the Director of the Child Care Resource and Referral Network. In our conversation today, we'll talk about the scope of CCRNR's services for educators. And then the focus has grown and changed from just providing some assistance to providing training, to providing resources, to connecting with families. We'll also talk a little bit about their small business academy, CPR certifications, and how you can sign up for a training with CCRNR today to help further your career development as an early childhood educator. Hey, Heather, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for joining us on the podcast today. So I think we will uh, just get started with, um, if you could just tell us a little bit about what CCRNR is, what it does, how it started, um, and how it um, benefits educators across Tennessee. So the Child Care Resource and Referral Network started out as a vision from Marguerite Hollander from Chattanooga in 1994. She had just returned retired as a director of a child care agency, but knew that her work wasn't done. And so she really felt it was important that early child care educators get the information and assistance that they needed to improve the quality of child care. So the CCRNR, as you know it today, started out as the child care resource center out of the trunk of Marguerite's car in 1994. Grassroots. Love it. Very grassroots. It was, she would drive around and provide um, books and resources, anything that educators needed, she would drop that off. And she did that with the help of a small grant from the Junior League of Chattanooga, as well as through Signal Center. So the CCRC, the Child Care Resource Center, started at Signal Centers. And then in the early 2000s, it changed to the CCRNR and through funding through the Department of Human Services, and it went statewide. It was slow at first. It started out with just a few people, one person in each region. And then in the early 2000s, probably around 2004 and 5, funding expanded and more people joined the CCRNR and more services were provided. So through the last 20 plus years, the mission has always been to improve the quality of child care across the state for children and families. And then the focus has grown and changed from just providing some assistance to providing training, to providing resources, to connecting with families, to focusing on health and safety, to helping with um, licensing referrals. And it's, it's just the 
core belief of improving quality child care across the state has stayed the same. Wow. So that that started out as very grassroots, like Alex was saying, and then it's grown to include all of these trainings. So so now educators, if they're interested in getting involved with the CCRNR, um, what do those services look like? So um, what needs in the classroom specifically do the CCRNR address? So we'll address just about any need that an educator has from modeling during um, center time. So if, if an educator says, you know, I want to try this, um, I want to try this strategy around literacy, our coaches can come in and demonstrate that or help give guidance or they'll say, I might be interested in having some additional training around developmental, the developmental milestones of children. Sure, we can do that. We'll do the training. So the CCRNR really works with educators in a, in a formal way and an informal way. So formally, we have trainings that they can sign up for on the calendar and attend to get training credits um, and a certificate for their hours around their professional development. And then through that, an educator might say, I want more information on this topic. And the coach will come in and do that for them. Um, our coaches really focus on several different areas. And our coaches, all the CCR and our coaches come with some form of early childhood background and experience in the early childhood classroom or something that's comparable to that. So they have the understanding. They've walked those shoes of being in the classroom teacher or as in a director, owner, operator. And Mm. so they bring that experience with them. Right. So you're kind of talked a little bit about the evolution really of, of some of these services or what the services look like now. Um, what has led to that evolution of services that were offered for educators? Is it more based on um, very kind of fundamentally like early childhood development research that's come out over the last 20 years, or has that been the main driver of these new services and trainings that have been developed and now offered to educators? I think that's certainly uh, part of what has driven the change nationally, not just here in the state, but on the national level. So we know more and more about the development of children now than we did even 20, 30 years ago. And so we know that the care for children is more than babysitting. It is really about setting that foundation for early learning and making sure that the techniques and the strategies and what children need to be successful for when they enter the school, that is all in place. So we know that our zero to three is really important for brain development. And then on for three to six, three to five, we're making sure that those things are in place. So we want to do everything that we can to help support educators in the classroom so that they can provide that high quality care and education for the children in their care. Right. And I think that you can really see that in the scope of one, our staff and like the breadth of things that we offer. Um, me being someone who works for the CCRNR, um, you know, our coaches are trained in, you know, family engagement or health, safety and well-being um, going into the classroom, all of these things. And you see just how many contact points we want to have to encourage that development. It's not just about being in the classroom. You know, we also offer resources to families as well. Yeah. And, um, just kind of what he was saying 
just so our listeners can have a general idea uh, as to the scope of these services, what are those little subcategories of of trainings that CCRNR or um, areas that uh, CCRNR can train? Okay, so the CCRNR um, has several different types of coaches, if you will. Like I mentioned earlier, everybody comes with a um, high quality background in early childhood education or experience. So we have our quality coaches in each CCR on our site, and they really have the breadth and depth of knowledge, and they can focus on any topic that is important or that an educator or family asks for. So they have really broad knowledge. And then we have our coaches that get really specific in how they work or what the topic that they work with. So we have our infant and toddler coaches or infant toddler specialists, if you will, who really focus on that infant toddler development period and in helping educators around that and making sure families have the information that they need for that age range. We have our health, safety, and well-being quality coaches who really focus around those topics around health and safety and well-being, those topics that are required for training as an educator and making sure that families understand those topics as well as early childhood educators. And then we have our family engagement coaches who focus on helping early childhood educators know how to connect with families because children don't just come alone. Family is part of the piece. So we really want to focus on a family-centered practice, not just a child-centered practice. So that means really looking at the child and the family that comes with them. So they really focus on helping early childhood educators make that connection with their families and to keep them engaged, as well as working with families to provide them specific resources that they may need. And then we have our um, small business support specialists who are focusing on that small business aspect of center-based and family um, family child care ownership and making sure that they have the tools that they need that focus around the business portion. You mentioned the small business um, portion of this. I know this is something that's relatively new for us. Um, and I think that it fits really well within the scope of what we like to talk about on Lean Into You. Um, because I know a lot of times, especially for owners or someone who's managing um, a small business, a lot of the stress you know, you're going to have your stresses in the classroom, obviously. Um, but a lot of stress can also come from managing financials, you know, marketing your program. Um, could you go into a little bit of the, of the small business program and, and what that sort of looks like? Sure. So the small business support specialists really are focusing on those new child care owner operators, family or center based, making sure that they have the resources that they need to be successful when they open so that they have understanding around the financial piece, the marketing piece, the retention piece of staff, mm. um, as well as those new directors or owners, operators who might need a refresher and even those veteran directors, owner, operators who are like, you know what, I need a little bit of a refresher around creating a budget or um, marketing in today's, you know, how do, how do I market today compared yeah. to how did I market even three years ago? It looks a little bit different. How do I retain staff? So their focus is really about helping um, identify and work with those pre-licensed directors, 
um, owner operators, as well as those who have been established and giving them the tools that they need. Something that really, because we do, we honestly focus so much about what's happening in the classroom with the teachers and the children. We cannot, as you, as you said, we can't forget those people who are running that, running that agency because they too need support, need resources, and they need to, that's really stressful. Right. Yeah, I love how well-rounded the approach is. It's really taking a three-dimensional um, view or approach of of what a child is experiences and is going through in those early years. Um, and the second thing I was going to say is how, yeah, just to kind of reiterate how important it is to offer those services as a stress reducer for the owners operators at that level, because. At, some of our listeners may have listened to the Donna McConico episode about self-care and leadership. If you listen to that episode, we talk a lot about how, um, for instance, Donna's own practices of self-care and stress reduction techniques that she uses for herself, she's been able to implement and develop a culture within signal centers. So something like that really trickles down to affect the frontline staff. So it's super important that we offer these the small business classes um, and offer support in that way as a secondary line of defense against stress, really. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, I think if you really, if we really want to peel everything back and really think about it, everything that we're doing to support through the CCRNR should hopefully lead to a reduction in stress so that what's happening in the classroom, it feels natural and and it's not there's not a lot of pressure and you don't have that buildup of stress although there are going to be days when you do but if you have the resources and you have the knowledge and what you need to make sure everything flows the way it should hopefully those moments of stress will be reduced right yeah we've talked about that a decent amount um having the resources available to you uh you know a prepared educator is a confident educator uh, as we've said in the past and that is something that children pick up on. Something else that we do and something else that we offer is CPR and first aid courses, um, actually free to educators, because I know that to be licensed within Tennessee, you have to have your um, CPR and first aid licensing. Um, can you go a- into a little bit those courses and, and how that all works, how you would get registered for that? Sure. So we know that really um, CPR certification and, and CPR and first aid certification can be cost prohibitive for some people, especially if you need to get multiple people on your staff trained and certified. So one of the things that we've been very fortunate to have is support through the Department of Human Services to help provide the funding to make sure that it's provided free for those who would like to take advantage of it to license child care providers across the state. So through COVID, we've really had to shift the way we provide our first aid and CPR certification. Prior to that, we would do it the whole training uh, face-to-face, but with COVID, we've had to shift. And so we're able to provide a blended method, which means the majority of the course is taken online and then they, the participant comes to do a checkout or their skills checkout, and that takes around 45 mm-hmm. minutes. And we're keeping that small at the CDC guidelines of 10 people or less to come do the checkout portion. And when they come in person, the only thing that they are doing is demonstrating their skills for CPR. And then when they leave, they leave the premises with their CPR card 
as well as their certificate that they attended um, for those certification portion. So how does the CCRNR as a network kind of function throughout the state? Is there one hub or are there different kind of there are different chapters or um, or different sites really around around Tennessee? So if I'm a local educator in the northwest corner of of Tennessee and want to get involved or receive a training from from CCRNR, do I go straight to my the site that kind of governs my county or how does that work? There are several different types of CCRNRs in in Tennessee where managed network and our network is managed through signal centers and signal centers then contracts out with different agencies across the state to have the CCRNR. So we have eight regions in our state and we have seven seven different CCRNR locations. And so if you were living in the northwest corner of the state, you would get in touch with your Southwest CCRNR for services either in person or for training. Right now, we are, all of our training is um, online. So you could sign up right now, you guys could sign up for a training that is hosted or conducted by coaches from the East and the middle and the West all together at the same time. What's really nice about the online version of our trainings currently is it's really opening up opportunities for childhood educators to really get to know coaches from across the state and get to just to get a different um, view or to get a different interaction with coaches Mm. and to meet somebody new. So you're not just interacting with the your coaches in that region. Um, but all the information that you need to get in touch with any coach is on the website. And it's really nice because you can click on your county and it will take you straight to your region with all the contact information that you need. One thing that I think is a kind of unexpected outcome or benefit, I dare say, of forcing to go a lot, doing a lot of online trainings because of COVID is I would think if I'm an educator and want to be trained on CPR or, you know, whatever skill I want to develop, what the online connection has allowed is to expose you to this whole community of people that are doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. And we shouldn't just uh, kind of sweep over the importance of that for kind of building this empowerment and building this momentum for developing in your career and viewing uh, kind of early childhood as a career, not just a stop on the way to some other job, you know? You really are exposed to different people from across the state. So not only has it um, expanded your your community from just the southwest corner of the state, but you get to interact with educators from all over the state, which really gives you an opportunity to connect with different people and all of these trainings are live, so they're not pre-recorded. They're not just something, they're not slides that you're just going to click through. You actually have coaches there leading that training and allowing for opportunities of conversation with the participants with each other. So you really do. You are, it has really it forced us to pivot the way we were delivering our services, but one of the benefits is absolutely expanding the horizon for people. I love that. I love that, you know, the more conversation we're having, the more we're sharing ideas that we may not be, um, you know, exposed to in our area. 
And once, as soon as you have that, those that web of influence, you're, you're raising the standard of care, not just through the trainings themselves, but you're actually raising the standard of care through the flow of ideas and the flow of information. I think that's really important. We're cross pollinating. Really, we're helping, I think, people to get ideas from other individuals as well as change their lens and change their focus because they're hearing something different or they're hearing from another part of the state. Meaningful conversations that lead to, I think, um, meaningful interactions. Right. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, So, Heather, if, if any of our listeners are interested in signing up for a training, how would they go about doing that? They would visit the Child Care Resource and Referral Network website at tnccrr.org, and they can sign up for any training that's on the calendar, which also includes a separate calendar for CPR training. Mm. So everything that we have is found right there, and it's an easy process to sign up for that training. And as a little aside, it's a brand new website that our very own Wesley Mays designed. It's beautiful. (laughs) It's a great update. It's so easy to navigate you can get what you need it's just one click away it's you did a great job wesley well thank you <laughs> I'm, I'm very excited that it's launched i, I think it's going to make things a lot simpler renaissance man over here <laughs> he thought he was just uh, a lovely podcast host but no he's uh he's practicing his chops and web development too people <laughs> so um we always like to sign off every episode um with a, our guest giving a little word of encouragement. So do you have anything you'd like to say to our educators um, across the state of Tennessee? Yes, I think it's really important that you all remember that you are really working magic and really setting the foundation for the children that are in your care. And every moment that they spend with you is so worthwhile and you're making an impression that you may not see immediately, but down the road is going to pay off. I love, I love that idea of kind of being patient, trusting that the work that you're doing is a lot of times, as you said, it, it, you don't necessarily see the dividends while the child is with you. Um, but trusting in the work that you're doing and letting that fuel you performing, continue to perform at your job and, and doing that good work that you are doing. Um, Heather, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. We really enjoyed this conversation. Thanks. I enjoyed talking to you guys. Thank you all for tuning into the podcast today. This podcast is funded through a grant with the Tennessee Department of Human Services and Signal Centers. Signal Centers is a nonprofit in Chattanooga, Tennessee, whose mission is to strengthen children, adults, and families through services focusing on disabilities, early childhood education, and self-sufficiency. If you have a review, a comment, suggestion for a future episode, please do so on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash TN wages or email us at wages at signalcenters.org. Again, thank you for listening to the Lean Into You podcast, and we hope you have a great week.